just labor right there for a minute. I was thinking about traveling here on yesterday and flying through the storm to get here. Now, the fact that that plane landed safely gave me reasons to celebrate the Lord. If you don't have a prayer life, just get on an airplane. It's not designed to fly. And there is something that the pilots say. He says that we are going through some turbulence as we enter Charlotte. In other words, he was saying to the praying people, you best be praying. <laughs> so I say, Lord, I know that there's some heathens on here, but your son is on here too. Great work I need you to do is to be the wind underneath these wings. He did a great work. For 22 years, you have flown through some turbulent times. And he has done a great work. For me, I said that those, those babies, they all in trouble with me. They made me cry and, uh, as they were expressing themselves. I was truly blessed. That, that young man, I just wanted to give him all the money in my pockets. <laughs> See, he outnumbered, and, 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 and little boys ain't supposed to be able to dance. I am enjoying myself here. These 22 years made me reflect back to where I was 22 years ago. And truth be told, the Lord knew where I would be 22 years later. Bishop and I have a mutual friend who used to taunt me at work with this Jesus thing. He knew I was of the Muslim faith, and he would taunt me with this Jesus thing. So he invited me to church when he had just gotten started, and Bishop was there to do the preaching that day, so I thought I'd go to taunt him. <laughs> and so I went, and there I sat, and I listened to your bishop. And somebody said it earlier, but a year later, I found myself saved. I don't know how that happened. And it was a year later, Bishop was back there at a picnic, and everywhere he goes, he talks about Africa. Well, I was getting ready a year prior to that to take a pilgrimage to Mecca for a lie. And the Lord saved me. So when you saying God is doing a great work, those are not just songs that's being sung. God is doing a, a great work. So Bishop say, I'm going to Africa. I say, I want to go. And two months later, he called me and asked me if I had my passport. It's in 1999, and we began our journeys together. You call him Bishop. I call him Daddy Bishop. He's been a blessing to my life. I told you on this morning, his greatest efforts was not in Liberia. It was in Texas. 
where he met me. And he and his wife have been just a blessing to our lives. When you have people in your house, they, they watch you and they listen to everything. And I was blessed last night as I was there because if anybody ever been married, from time to time you might get crossways with your spouse. And, well, at least in Texas we do. I mean, even the preacher in Texas. Now, there may be something different here. I'm, I'm going to be quick today, promise you. But in Texas, we do. And I'd watch him and mom last night kind of court around while I was there. She asked him to do a hundred things, and he did a hundred and one. That blew me away, cause now I want to go back home, because <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is the bishop just don't teach on the mission field. You, you got to open your heart and your eyes to see what he's, what he's teaching us. I was blessed. There's a word that I have from the Lord. A little bit into your hearing, beginning at verse 1. I certainly want to thank uh, the Tabernacle of Praise and the elders and leaders here and all of the pastors uh, that are here on today. Bless God for each and every one of you and your relationship to this body and your relationship to me as well. Pastor Cosby, I was sitting there and I was saying, I'm going to see to it that in 2020... He be in Africa. See, in 2020, he'll have 2020 vision. Amen. He'll, 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 he'll get the vision then. He would be able to see clearly now. And I was going to go out on a limb as I was sitting there. And I'm trying not to be so impulsive. But I believe in investing into the lives of God's servants. And so you all are my witness that when Pastor Cosby get ready to go, House of Prayer is going to pay his way to get him there. Amen. 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 Not knowingly, him and his wife have made a super impression in my life. And I don't want to keep all that to myself. Africa should hear from this, this servant of the Lord. And, and we, the body of Christ, ought to do all that we can to get him there. Amen? So I guess you're going. In Jesus' name. Would you briefly stand with me for a moment as we look at the word of God? And I, I promise you I won't be long. I know our time is well spent, but it was a great and is a great celebration. The Bible speaks to us in this wise from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we've received mercy, we do not lose heart. 
But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelief unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God for we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your bond servants for Jesus sake for God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. God is doing a great work. So that the suppressing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Hey, God, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. And then verse 11. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake. So that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader, the hearer, and certainly the doers of his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. As I was looking at this passage of scripture, I came across this old antic that we used to say, you never miss the water till the well runs dry. It's a metaphor for this notion. You have taken something for granted. A plain explanation of this is you have failed to appreciate something while it is in abundance. 22 years. And the expectation Expectation is you will continue, notice this, to fail to appreciate it until it is no more available. It's amazing that God has given us a ministry. And I ask the question, Lord, have I taken for granted? The ministry that you have given me. God has begun a great work in us. But are we taking for granted the ministry? Well, they'll be there next week. How do you know? 
What I've come to realize, saints, is all we have is right now and the day that we see his face. I had a guest then from the UK, and as they were traveling from the airport, she made it to the house, and she was talking to my wife, and she said she was amazed at the number of churches that she saw and the number of billboards that has scripture on them. It blew her mind. And in America, we ride by them and don't even read them, and we ride by churches and won't even go in them unless this church is chicken. As a born-again believer, we sometimes forget what we have been given by God our Father. We take for granted all that God has blessed us with in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But saints, I want to encourage us on today that we are winning. Okay, three of y'all got it. I'm going to try it again. We're winning. I believe we've gotten so discouraged that we don't realize what God has given us and the God that we serve has never lost a battle. We're winning. I began to look at the, the, the podcast and, and how is people that don't really speak the language that we speak are listening in. I tell you, they're tuned in by the Spirit of God. We're winning. John 4, 14 says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. We're winning. Bishop mentioned earlier that uh, we go into prisons. I spend most of my life in prison. The good thing about that, I can walk out the front door and I can thank God for it. Amen. And so we, we, we are doing a great work inside of prison, so much so a setting U.S. senator came down to see what kind of work we're doing, but they don't understand that it is the anointing of God. And wouldn't you know that God will open the door? Now, I'm excited about this. Most people may not be, but I'm getting an opportunity to go on the unit where death row is because I know when we go on the unit where death row is, we have the ability to bring life. We're winning. They say, preacher, you're not afraid to go on death row. We face death every day. So the apostle Paul begins to pen this letter at the church of Corinth. And, and, and the question is, what kind of ministry do we have? And I noticed there were several ministries that came up and, and, and they blessed the church. And, 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 and I really want us to get to a place where we really recognize what God has done in our lives, that he can trust us with a ministry. You know, my first ministry to the church, I was an usher, amen, and I was the best usher in the church, amen. I love my post, amen. See, you didn't have to come find me after church have 
started. I was on my post 30 minutes with the program before anybody was. When the pastor unlocked the door, I was standing there smiling. Why? Because God had saved me. He had sanctified me. And he gave me the best post in his house, the doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. And I was smiling and I was excited about being a doorkeeper in the house of God. Hallelujah. I didn't take for granted that all we want you to do is to hand out the program. Amen. I could hand out some programs. Whoa. That was my ministry. Man. I could. Look at that. I appreciated what I was getting. I know that you might take for granted the, the cleanup ministry, but that was my ministry. After church was over, I had the job of vacuuming the church. You can't vacuum like me. Oh, I'm talking about simple things. I know, I know you want to sing and preach, but what about just being uh, the trash man? What about just emptying the trash in the house of God? And God blessed me. He made my wife a Ursha too. Whoa! I could pass out my program and look at something sweet at the same time. Who can't serve a God like that? Uh, what kind of ministry do we have? We have a glorious ministry. Amen? See, saints, it's all about our attitude concerning the thing. I never got mad to a post that they gave me while I was in the church. When we went to Kenya, I said, now I know Bishop going to send me out there in the country with them country people. I say, Lord, just make the food where I can eat it because I want to be able to eat and make sure they just have the, 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 the restroom and, and I'll be okay, Lord. Sure enough, Bishop come and say, uh, uh, Pastor Parker, you going to the bush with these preachers here? And I say, yes, sir, Bishop. <laughs> we have a glorious ministry. Amen. Anybody do anything in the house of the Lord, you have a glorious ministry. God has entrusted you. Amen. We have the kind of ministry that brings life salvation and righteousness amen don't you know that every sunday somebody inspect your ministry when i walked in this morning i said oh they left something on the floor right there yes i watched the urshers to see if they were greeting god's people with a smile see it don't do good to reach out to people and bring them into a house of hell you got to understand the ministry I watched people sing to see if they had joy about what they were singing, amen? Because if you ain't got no joy, don't sing in front of me. I come here to get life, amen? See, my sins don't keep me at home. I did that 20 years ago. My sins run me to church, and I'm coming to get some life. But if you don't appreciate your ministry, you might think it's about you. 
We have the kind of ministry that brings life and salvation and righteousness. Where do you get that from, preacher? Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 22. This same apostle Paul, the Bible said, the crowd rose up uh, uh, together against them. And the chief magistrate tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. Acts chapter 16, verse 23. When they had struck them with many blows, my God, they threw them into prison, commanding the jealous to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stock. Still want to do ministry? But about midnight, you know the story. Anybody have a midnight experience? The Bible say Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns of praise to God. Now I begin to wonder about this. The Bible say that they were beaten severely and they were thrown into the inner prison. What audacity do these men have to begin to preach and to praise and sing praises to the Lord? We get out of a nice bed and got to be pumped up to praise somebody think we too long now but I'm gonna take my time I came here to celebrate the Lord The Bible say that the other prisoners was listening to them and the audacity of these men to put God on display. That no matter what you take me through, no matter how you talk about me, late in the midnight hour, I can still praise the Lord. The ministry that God has given you, somebody watching you. You know, every year I come back here, there's some certain faces I be looking for. It don't take long. But his mild rebukes can't run me off because we have ministry. Are you still there? And the Bible says in verse 26, and suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison house was shaken. And immediately all the doors was open and everyone's chains was unfastened. And if you're working your ministry right, brothers and sisters, if Tabernacle of Praise is doing what God has called it to do, as the bishop said earlier, there ought to be some shaking in the neighborhood because you have a glorious ministry. Are you with me? Oh, I don't think you really understand the ministry that God has gotten you involved in. It's not just a little in-your-neighborhood ministry. It's not just a little southern ministry. It's an international ministry. It's a kingdom-building ministry. You had the audacity to take children out of the country to talk about Jesus. My God, what a ministry. Some things ought to be shaking in this place. Amen? Amen. The Bible says when the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword, sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. 
I want to get out of here ministry. That means when things are going tough, most believers want to get out. They want to escape. But what was their ministry? Their ministry was to call people out of darkness into the marvelous light. We ain't trying to escape this. What we're trying to do is show you the power of God. I'm never boasting in me. I'm trying to boast about how my God can do the exceedingly, the abundantly above. We have a glorious ministry. All saints, we ought to treat it like that. God has given us something, amen. He has given us something, and we ought to treat it like that. Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. You're number 23, I want to see that you're all here. 24, I want to see that you're all here. 25, I want to see that you're all here. Because the beatings is coming. We live in a world where we don't even know if the boys choose to use this restroom or that room. The beating is coming. Living in a world where the president can be openly racist, but the beatings are coming. They're, they're coming, and the Lord is looking for strong churches. Not places where they're confused about their sexuality. Not places where the people are fighting against one another. We have a glorious, man, God has given us something. You know, this is the greatest thing i ever done in my life. Amen. You can't tell me God won't provide. I hadn't punched the time clock since 1999, and I don't want for nothing. Oh, it's the best thing i ever done in my life. You can't run me away from God. When we had to put my daughter in the ground, the devil said, oh, boy, you can go get drunk now. People give you a pass. I say, devil, you a lie. I read the word. She ain't dead. The Bible say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Let me put you on notice. Uh, you're going to face persecution in this life. People are going to die. That's why you got to get them saved. That's the only way you're going to see them again. Are you with me? Bible says, and he called for the light and rushed in and trembling in fear, and he fell down before Paul and Silas. This is the same man that, that, that most commentaries say this was more than likely the same man that beat them and, and threw them in the prison, and now this man is trembling and falling at their feet. That's why I'm never worried about my enemies. I'm going to say that again. My enemies. Because I'm my biggest enemy. The Bible says in verse 30, and after he brought them out, he says, sir, what must I do to be saved? Don't go on no mission trip just to go. Just to say you went. So tired of people flying 10,000 miles to do what they won't even do across the street. Starting your own Jerusalem. If you ain't going to your neighbor, stay at home. 
Just walk across the street. You know the house. You got a glorious ministry. And people ought to be crying out to you, what must I do to be saved? I don't go no place to play. We have a glorious ministry. It's a life-changing ministry. And the apostles knew that if you lock me up, the word of God is not locked up. A ministry that can transform men's lives. All my friends are felons. Minus a few. I have more friends that have felt murderers eat at my table, but but the, these men have been impacted by the word of God because I walk in a ministry that transforms men's lives. It's a glorious ministry. My associate pastor I met in prison, my deacons I met in prison. I have more single men in my church than anybody in Texas. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. We have a ministry that transformed men's lives. The ministry is a gift we receive from God. I thank God for Bishop Jackson, and I know several other thousands upon thousands thank him for the call. And for all of you ministers, I thank God for your call. Are you with me? I'm almost there. This ministry that the apostle had, he says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we receive mercy, we do not lose heart. And if you're sitting here today and say you never got tired and you never wanted to quit, you're a lie. I remember many days I said, I ain't going back, Lord. Them people, I'm not going. I ain't going. I can't do this. No. Hey, it was just yesterday. I was so glad to get on that plane. I didn't even go to sleep. The Lord got me up in that air, and he scared the hell out of me. I said, Lord, I'm going back. <laughs> I repent. I love your people, God. They are right. Oh, is there any preachers in the house that... I know what I said, Lord. But this ministry kept Paul from quitting. In the midst of all that he was going through, he realized what he had received from the Lord, and it kept him from quitting. Saints of God, we have to have some stick to it. -ism. We got to learn to stick to it. No matter what comes our way, God has given us something that's special, and we cannot lose heart. Kept him from quitting. You think 22 years is easy? Wait till the next 22 come. Kept him from quitting. He, he could not lose heart while he was involved in such a wonderful ministry. Saints, what God had entrusted him 
with such a ministry, when God gave you his ministry, he entrusted you with something that only you can get it done. That's why he gave it to you. Amen. I, I couldn't dance like that little fella, but that's why God gave him that ministry. I tried now, but I couldn't get it. I can't sing like that brother over there, and, but I tried. Hey Amen. I, I was watching them play the Congos, and I be wanting to do everything in God housing. I tried. Y'all heard me trying to sing? I'm, I tried. Lord, just put me in, Lord. I just want it. And if you give it to me, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to it. So the Lord gave me a vacuum cleaner and a trash bag and said, go at it. And I was faithful. Somebody came to me and said, Brother Parker, you want to teach Sunday school? I said, no, I'm vacuuming. The pastor said, vacuum. <laughs> Don't try to give me no ministry. It didn't come from God. Some of y'all doing stuff God ain't told y'all to do. Some of y'all places God ain't told you to be. Somebody else might have said it, but it might not have came from God. So don't know. First time I went to Africa, they told me I go with them to cast out the demon. Nope, God didn't give me to cast out demon ministry. I'm staying in my room. I'm praying for I read seven son of Sceva. I ain't no fool. I don't get involved in ministries that ain't mine. Stay in your lane. You Ursha, you ain't got no business over there doing something you ain't supposed to do. It ain't your job to pass out the chicken. I know you do it at home, but that ain't your ministry. I'm sorry, Bishop. I don't know where all that coming from. That's not. That's not in the notes. I'm almost there. Since we have this ministry, saints, we can't lose heart. Amen. I would say this about this body of believers because I know it to be true and I know it's not easy, but you won't find many like you. This is a special house. You give away more than you keep. What? And, and you've taught ministries in Texas to do the same. This is special. But it's your ministry. And if you don't do a tabernacle of praise, let me tell you, it won't get done. God has given you something bigger than yourself. And that way he can get the glory because he knows you can't do it. But it's got to be done through you. Are you with me? So you can't lose heart. And this ministry that Paul had, according to his word, he says it kept him from quitting. You know how many people depend on Bishop if Bishop decides he don't want to do this no more? People are in trouble. Because God wants to do it through him. And if Bishop stop, all y'all stopping. Well, Bishop ain't here no more. I might as well go. How you know that? Well, they did it with Jesus. Left him there all by himself. It kept him from being 
deceived, as he said. But we have, have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man conscious in the sight of God. In other words, your house lived with a level of integrity that is unheard of. You, you, you're listening to an outsider looking in. You got a ministry here. I know the devil messing with you, but you have a ministry. He's not after you. He's after the work that you're doing. You know how many children are born again because of the ministry that God has given you? A whole lot of us wouldn't know nothing about a mission field if it wasn't for Tabernacle of Praise. whole lot of us will still be sitting on our blessed assurance <laughs> if it wasn't for T.O.P. <laughs> Amen? Amen? You know you wouldn't have never sent your child to Africa. And their lives have been impacted forever. They'll never be. You have a ministry. You can't quit. And you cannot be deceived. You know what God has called you to do. So y'all have your fun in the tabernacle and praise and dance, but you got to get out of this house. That ain't your ministry to hang around here. You got to get out of the house. Ooh, I'm so happy for Pastor Cosby. Amen. I know how long they've been going back and forth about that. Amen. Y'all going to see a new and different apostle. Amen. But without the T.O.P. ministry, it wouldn't even be a thought on his mind. Bishop inspires people to the work of the ministry. I have another couple of things that I want to say, and then I'm done. This ministry, it kept him from being a self-promoter. You know, saints, I'm going to be honest with you because I'm getting on the plane tomorrow. I'm going to leave this on between you and Bishop. But I'm so tired of having to patch people up who think it's about them and their feelings are bruised. It ain't about you. We're not here to promote you. We're here to promote Jesus. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ. We're here to preach Christ. One woman told me, I ain't coming to your church no more. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of deliverance. Now, Ursha, her on out of here. I know you run into the scripture, lead the 99 and go after the. What if that ain't the one? His ministry kept him from promoting himself. We preach not ourselves, but Paul, Paul didn't, didn't climb into the pulpit to preach about him. It was about Jesus. Be careful when you go to the mission field taking your selfish, I mean selfies. I'm going to say that again for the slow people like me. Y'all call them selfies? 
I call it selfish. Look at me, Lord. We don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ. Why? He goes on to say, as I hurry to a close, we have this treasure. Amen. In those days when I was sitting out there and mocking the bishop, I didn't have that treasure. I was unsaved. And you may want to think about that the next time you're sitting somewhere and you're complaining about how long the Lord wants to keep you. You may want to think about that when you think it don't take all of that. You may want to think about what God has done in you. He has given you a treasure. The Bible says, for we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure is the greatness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it is dying to get out of you. Oh, I watched those young people speak so eloquent, those movie stars. You're right, you are a star. So you can't go hiding now. You are there to shine before the whole world because you got a treasure. Oh, ain't no way I can go back to being the same old Jeff no more. I, I have something on the inside of me. That's the greatness of Christ. When, when he changed me, he really changed me. And I want to tell everybody about the God who changed me. It's the glory of God. It's made evidence in my life through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And saints, you can follow me. I live what I preach. You can look in my refrigerator. Amen. We were on the mission field one day with a preacher called DJ Clever. Now, prior to my salvation, I used to be a DJ, and I was good. DJ Jazzy won. But the Lord saved me, and he changed my name. So DJ Clever was about to take Bishop and I to lunch. And he turns the bishop with his music playing. Anyway. Now I'm looking at bishop saying, Bishop, I know you love people, but what kind of preacher is this? So he turns the bishop and he says, What do you feel about wine for lunch? Just filling him out. The bishop says, No, we don't do that. And, I, and he looked discouraged. I just want to say this, whatever your inclination may be, but think about that the next time you post something over the treasure that's on the inside of you. I know we don't have no drinkers in the house, but in Texas, we have drinkers that come to church, and I remind them, think about that when you pour that drink over the treasure that's on the inside of you. Think, think about that when you, when, you know, when you, when you, you, you know, smoking, you filling the temple with some unholy stuff. Just think about that when you're lying on your Facebook. Just think about the treasure that you have on the inside of you and the ministry that God has given you. 
I can't really appreciate the ministry with the smoke on your breath. I, as we close, he says, we're hard pressed. 22 years, we are hard pressed. Amen. And that's okay. Are you with me? Because we got this treasure. And we got this treasure because we got this ministry. In other words, we got work to do. You know, one thing I noticed about us saints is that we get hard-pressed on the job, but we don't quit. Oh, they talk to us crazy, but we don't quit. They make us stay later than we want to stay, but we don't quit. Well, I had something to do with the children, but I got to stay here. He says that we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. You know, the devil wanted to stop y'all a long time ago. Afflicted you a long time ago, but he couldn't crush you. Perplexed, he said, but not, not, not despair. Oh, you ought to be excited. Don't get tired on me now. This is your founder's day. Wake up, tabernacle. Persecuted but not forsaken, God has not given up on you yet. He says, struck down but not destroyed. What a beautiful tabernacle. Come on, get the Lord a hand clap of praise.